Hello, recovery fam. It is great to have you back for another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh and Drew. That's Drew. I'm Josh. And here at the Unashamed Recovery Podcast, we believe that there is healing in the story of our scars and that it is okay to not be okay. It is our sole mission to break the shame and stigma of addiction of recovery by telling real stories with real people um, about their real time with addiction. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and if it's your first time with us, we are glad that you have found us. We, we release a new episode the first Monday of each and every month. And so, you know, if this, this is your first time with us, we're glad that you're joining us. Please like and subscribe to this channel. Uh, so now if this con content is very helpful to you guys, um, please listen. Listen to where you, where you are. Share it with somebody else as well. Um, we can't get enough subscribers. So if, enough of that. Yep, enough of that. I am so glad to have this episode today. Uh, this episode should be finding you around the 1st of 2021. 2021, the first of 2022. Ooh, I just skipped the whole entire and year. You always talk about my stutter, Boy, so now you're over here. We you're, skipped. Are we time whole, traveling? We skipped a whole year. I need to know. So is this hopefully, a <laughs> hopefully, this has found you in the first of 2022, and you're probably setting them goals and you're setting your New Year resolutions. And for some of you, you're making that decision that hey, I want to get sober. I want to step away from you know that alcohol. I want to step away from the weed or the pills or whatever it may be. I want to step away from the pornography or whatever your drug of choice is. You're making that decision. Hey, I want to step away. I want to change. I want to get sober. And so that is a great decision. And today we are going to give you some tips and some techniques that you can use to uh, resist that temptation of taking that drink or taking that pill or smoking that joint or whatever it may be. We're going to give you that list and who better to give you that list than my good friend, uh, my mentor, the, man, he's, a, he's been a rock of my recovery. He's my, my therapist. You know, he's a, a clinical therapist over at Weems. Uh, he's the president of the Mississippi Association of Addiction Professionals, uh, doctor of clinical psychology, clinical therapist, the list goes on and on. I could sit here and talk another five minutes about all his degrees and his accolades, but please welcome my friend, Dr. Lynn Hogan. Well, thank you very much. I'm elated to be here, and I'm just honored to be a part of this program. Um, I've always been uh, a big proponent of this, and um, I'm glad to be able to come out and help you guys and, and be a part of awesome. it. Hopefully I can share some information that could be helpful for people that are starting a new year, um, wanting to get clean and sober, getting to the holidays, whatever it may be. So we were talking before we, you know, we came in today and uh, yeah. Mr. Hogan, Dr. Hogan actually helped me out through the first uh, 18 months of my recovery, which mm -hmm. is very crucial. The first 18 months are very crucial. Um, matter of fact, I've got some notes here from some st stuff that, you uh, shared with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how important it was to me. I held on to it because yeah. it meant so much to me um, awesome. that I right. actually I made it part of my routine. Oh, you know, um, it became such a part of my routine that I still practice a lot of those things today. Um, like, um, when we were talking, you brought up pause. 
Yes. Post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Yes. Uh, which yeah. is a big thing that people don't realize that they actually go through. So sure. do you care to explain that just a little bit? Absolutely. You know, when you get away from using drugs and alcohol, that first year, um, there's going to be a lot of firsts, um, a lot of first holidays and things like that, um, first birthdays, first Fourth of July celebrations and things like that. But also during that time, it's a time that the brain is healing and the body is healing and the spirit is healing. But mainly the brain is healing because drugs and alcohol literally cause brain damage. And so during that time, there's going to be uh, what we call post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Acute withdrawal syndrome meaning, for example, if you're withdrawing from opioids or benzodiazepines or Xanax or even marijuana, spice, whatever it may be, those acute withdrawal symptoms are the ones that we try to treat in a medical environment if need be. But post-acute withdrawal syndrome means there's going to be a syndrome or what we call a sequelae of uh, behavioral, cognitive, and emotional problems such as um, just uh, what we call emotional dysregulation. You may be going along and have uh, little or no uh, uh, nothing that would, would start an emotion and all of a sudden you feel uh, really angered or enraged or something like that. So <clears throat> the emotions are going to be dysregulated as they're trying to regulate themselves and get back to some semblance of normalcy. Right. Sleep is going to be dysregulated. Uh, there will be things like using dreams. Um, but mainly sleep, emotional dysregulation, um, using dreams and perhaps some bodily sensations that you're not used to because perhaps the drugs and alcohol have been kind of covering those up. Right. So you're going to feel things, you're going to experience things, and it'll be psychological and physiological. And what I encourage all my clients to do is just roll with it. That is normal. Let me give you the quick analogy. If I go and cut my finger, it's going to take about two weeks to, to heal, right? Right. But during that two weeks, it's going to kind of itch. Yep. Okay, you notice how it kind of itches. That means that the cells are getting in there and they're, they're fixing themselves. Right. So our brain is kind of going to itch that first year, and those are some of the types of problems that come with post-acute withdrawal syndrome. So I want to touch base on one thing that you said. You talked about how your sleep is affected. Sure. So we at the Celebrate Recovery Summit and um, – Dallas this summer, Dr. Anita Phillips touched base on Jesus's um, temptations in the wilderness, and she broke it down for recovery-related, and she got to talking about how his first temptation was uh, a temptation of pain. Mm. Sleep, if you ain't sleeping good, you are uncomfortable, and that is, that's a pain. Yes. And so... <clears throat> People need to be aware of that during that time is going to be a big opportunity for them to relapse because of that pain. Yes. And they're not sleeping and they're off kilter and they're just their whole world is upside down. And relapse is highly likely during that time. You that, bet. So, Absolutely. And with the absence of sleep, then if there's any pre-existing mental health conditions, they're going to come up. One quick way that I, I help my clients in early recovery with sleep is real simple. Try to go to sleep at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning, whether you're going to work or school or not. 
and, and of course, you want to block eight, uh, eight hours. Yeah. So go to sleep at 10. That means you start getting ready for sleep around 9 or 9.30. You're asleep by 10, ideally. You wake up at 6, get ready to go to work or school, whatever it may be. And even do it on the weekends because what you're trying to do is reprogram your circadian rhythm that has become dysregulated due to drug and alcohol use. And it's amazing. See, that's the one thing that helped me. So my, my routine turned out to be go to bed at 6 at one point in time because I was waking up at 4 to go to work. Right. And so, But I kind of dialed back at the going to bed at 6 is kind of mm-hmm. early. Uh, due yeah. to the fact kids kind of play a part in that too. Right. So There's a lot of variables that can disrupt <clears throat> yeah. that. So but I still try my best to go to bed at a certain time, wake yes. up at a certain time, even if it's on the weekend. Sure. You know, and I get, I'm so productive with that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just because that's, that's become my body's routine. You know, just due to the fact that you said get a routine, stick to it. Get a routine, stick to it. Well, and that's just the basics. Like, if you go to a recovery center, they get you on that routine. This routine is crucial in that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're wanting to keep this episode uh, quick, simple, to the point. We're already about halfway done with it. So, let's go ahead, and I want to give our listeners some some useful information that they can take into this new year with them. So they they got this, the pause, they're going through this. What is some techniques, some tips, some fundamentals that they can practice when that temptation hits them square in the face? Because it's going to hit you square in the face, mm-hmm. and you got to be ready for that. you got to be prepared. you got to have a game plan. What is – what, what's a good game plan for, for somebody that's fresh off looking to stay sober? A, a very important man in my life that I did not know personally was uh, Zig Ziglar, a great Christian speaker. And he said something years ago. He's deceased now. Uh, but he said, if you want to succeed in anything, then you have to plan and prepare. What I encourage people to do is premeditate where they may have stressors in their life and where they may have some weaknesses that they need to work on. I strongly encourage anybody in early recovery or in recovery, I don't care if you've got 20 years, I've got a counselor that I talk to, and I, my sobriety date is November 26, 1998. I still go talk to a counselor to work through issues and things like that, and, of course, I continue uh, recovery work. One thing I'd like to share, let's keep it really simple. Let's think about four things that make up the human being. Biological, psychological, social, and spiritual. Right. Biological, let's work on sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Have routines for those. People in recovery don't have the luxury of not getting some exercise and burning away that stress, and it also helps with sleep. And if we lose a few pounds, boy, it helps our self-esteem. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, do as I say. Not as I say. <laughs> I'm over here like, well. Hey, uh, look, Mr. Perfect said. No. <laughs> hey, my, my sponsor right now is shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway. The other is psychologically, and that's how we think and how we feel. Well, if there's thinking or feeling problems, that's a good reason to have a therapist to talk to. And, of course, your recovery support group. Socially is who and where. We've got to have positive who and where. And yep. the negative has got to go. Right. Now, I hear what you're thinking. Well, Dr. Hogan, what if I'm married to the negative? Well, that's something perhaps you need to work on, and you can talk about that with your therapist. <laughs> right. And then lastly, and importantly, because recovery is a spiritual endeavor, 
Um, work on your spiritual condition. You know, I will tell people that sometimes others can fail us. Right. Um, our companies can fail us. I don't know. Our communities. But the power of Jesus Christ working in our life will never fail us. So whatever your higher power is, and I'm kind of open to whatever anybody wants to think, make sure it's robust because we're going to need it. That's right. Most definitely. You bet. Oh, and you know, this Understanding Recovery Podcast is a Christian Recovery Podcast. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that listen that are not Christians, and that's okay. We, that's okay. We're glad that you're listening. Uh, and I want to encourage the ones that are Christians, you know, especially down here in Mississippi in the Bible Belt. We've been conditioned to, oh, you don't need a therapist. You just need Jesus. It's okay to have Jesus and a therapist too. I use Dr. Hogan, been using him for the last almost five years. Several people in recovery use therapists along with their recovery program, along with their sponsor, and along with their accountability team. It's okay. Uh, I don't think that the Bible says anything about not having a therapist. One of the one of the most crucial tools that you can add into your recovery tool belt is having a counselor or having a therapist that you can go, that you can talk to. Well, technically, in the Bible, it does state have somebody that you trust that you can speak with about even spiritual things, whether it be spiritual, mental, physical, somebody that you can rely on, that you can spill the beans to. Of course, there's always God in prayer, but to have somebody physically there in an intimate setting where you can actually just like, well, this is what's going on with me. Is that James 4, 5, 6? Yeah. Yes, that's it. Talking about com- confess one another and confess to one another, <clears throat> but can also yeah. confess yeah. to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's not always talking about, hey, I need to go confess to my pastor. It could be, I need to go confess to my sponsor, my accountability partner. I need to go confess mm-hmm. to a friend. I need to go confess and talk with my therapist and get this aired off and get some good feedback from somebody who is a lot smarter than I am. Right. So, so anyway. <laughs> So I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, I, that's I, good. I know, Perfect I know, stuff. I know how people. I was raised that way. Yeah. You don't need a therapist. You just need Jesus. You just need to pray hard. Yeah. Okay, well, if mind. you break your leg, I'm not. Gonna you're go still going to go box. see a doctor, right? <laughs> right. That's so right. I mean, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, so wrapping up with that whole four list, give it to them one more time. You're talking about the. Uh, the four different, yeah, sure. Hit, hit those one more time. Take care of your, your biological, okay, again, sleep, nutrition, getting some exercise. Your psychological, talking to someone, be it a therapist or a trusted other, uh, just talking and getting things out kind of gets that, that dark stuff out. It's like yeah. a purge, like a catharsis, okay? And then also focus on hanging out with positive, hang out with positive people that support you, that love you, that understand what you're going through and that are going to be empathic and not tell you what to do. Right. Um, and then, of course, you want to be around positive places, too. Uh, you know, if you look down and your feet are in a bar, uh, you might want to point them towards the door. <laughs> and then lastly, and most importantly, is spiritually, make your, your spiritual condition. Again, not necessarily some religion, to be sure, because, but we're all spiritual. That's right. So study and make your spiritual a condition as robust as possible. Right. That's right. I always like to say this when we're talking about higher powers or plugging into something bigger bigger than us. Yeah. Um, take these microphones, for instance. They work when we plug them into something. Now, if I said unplug this microphone, it'd be sitting there. Sure. It would look great. 
I could talk into it all day, but there's no power coming from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we plug in, you know, we get power from another source, you know, and that, that's what works through us at that point in time. So it's just the same thing, but. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> well, guys, as much as I hate to, we could sit here and I could have a, a big, long, hour-long episode with Dr. Hogan because, man, just. Dr. Hogan knows hey. so much valuable information. I learned it from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just paid attention. <laughs> so but the information yes. that we it, we could go on yeah. for another hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. We could do a Joe Rogan episode and do a three hour episode. I brought, with Dr. Hogan. And I brought so many notes. And, you know, and I should have really like I should have dumbed it down. Hey, we, can, we can do a version two sometime. Yeah, we'll be happy to come back. Definitely have him come back for another episode, but that winds it down. We hope that this video is going to be able to help you in your recovery groups, you know, your sobriety classes, whatever. Use Even if you just want to a, start over again. Yes, you use know. this as a great teaching tool. Uh, man, there's a lot of great stuff here that Dr. Hogan has talked about. And, guys, if, uh, if y'all want to be a guest on the show, uh, reach out to us. Email us at the Unashamed Recovery. Oop. I messed that up. The Unashamed Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm messing up today. Unashamed Podcast at you Yahoo.com. Need a hug, Josh? That's, what it is. <laughs> That's okay. Don't need a hug. I think it's my face. I shaved, you so did. it's really throwing you off. It today. is. Every time I look over there, <laughs> what it is is I'm hungry and I need, oh. a, I need a cookie. Ooh. Oh, so. At least yeah. you're practicing halt. Hungry, angry, lonely. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I was about to say. Right. At least you practice halt right there. It's an halt. Yeah. Yeah. That was real quick. Hey. You that gotta, boy's got to eat, man. I got to have my chocolate chip cookies. I heard that. <laughs> at Oreo. That's right. So, anyway, let's try that again. <laughs> if you would like to be a guest on the show, uh, m- maybe to share your amazing story with others, or maybe you just want to tell us of how great of a job and how great Drew looks with his, without his beard, Beautiful, send man. us Beautiful. an email at the unashamed podcast <laughs> at yahoo.com. Unashamed podcast at yahoo.com. <laughs> and Dr. Hogan, if somebody would like to, to reach out to you for some, some help, if they maybe want to uh, use you as their therapist, or maybe they want you to come and talk on their recovery podcast, because we have a lot of friends that have their own recovery yeah. podcast that we, yep. that we converse with, or maybe that somebody wants you to come and speak at their recovery group, what is a great way for someone to be able to reach you? Absolutely, and I would be elated and honored to to visit with any other organization or another podcast or what have you. I'm also open to uh, uh, just someone calling, hey, come by and have a cup of coffee. Um, I work at Weems Community Mental Health here in Meridian, Mississippi. My phone number is 601-483-4821, and just ask for Dr. Hogan. I basically live there. <laughs> they know who I am. <laughs> And but, just so uh, we can put in our show notes and we can put on the screen, what's a good email uh, that uh, somebody can email you? Sure, sure. So L Hogan, L H O G A N, at Weems, W E E M S M H for mental health.com. Awesome. awesome. We'll put that on the screen. We'll put that down in the show notes yeah, for everybody. Write to me. I, I, I would be elated to help. That's right. Dr. Hogan has always been available anytime I need him. He's. He's been a, a great asset in my own recovery. And with Thank that, you. y'all, Thank you, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank y'all once again for your continued support of the podcast. And I hope that y'all continue to stay sober. And until next time, I love y'all. And remember to be unashamed. See you guys.